everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Dylan James on Out of Bounds with Dylan James. JT is sitting next to me as always. JT, how's your week been so far? It's been pretty busy. Pretty busy this week. Uh, lots of stuff going on with work and uh, doing catching up on sports stuff, see what's going on there in the news. Lots of sports stuff to talk about tonight. Lots of sports stuff to talk about tonight, especially some breaking news out of Dolphins Camp, which we'll get to in just a minute with our football news of the week. Uh, yeah, a lot's going on. It's fun to be a football fan, though, because it's tonight. It starts yes, tonight. tonight. Preseason football tonight. We are no longer football-less in this world, especially NFL. Now, football, yes, we've had plenty of that. Well, football, football is, is an all-year-round sport where football Americano is it's usually not. six to eight months. Well, the coverage of it is all, all year. year yeah. It's all year. But, yes, six to eight months uh, is, is the most we see on the TV screen. And, of course, I'm including college and NFL pro football. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Sorry, Arena Football League. Not you. Not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so my bu- my week's been busy as well. Just been working. Not 9 to 5, though. Yeah, working more at like, the Copper Creek a lot. More like 10.30 to 7. But yeah, working at the Copper Creek a lot. So it's been fun, though. It's been enjoyable. Uh, you know, people are loving those cabins over there, man. Loving the rooms and stuff. Hashtag so. Team Chicken. Yep, hashtag you, Team, you team and Chicken. You over there. <laughs> yep, so Cat, Bree... Yes, Joanne as well. Mm-hmm. Joanne's been hanging out with us too, so it's been good. Anyway, uh, let's get into the news for the week. So the biggest story coming out of training camp today is that Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, went down with an injury pretty quickly and pretty hard. Yeah, they said he was practicing with the Dolphins and he fell awkwardly. And they had to do an MRI on his knee. Because they were worried that he might have tore his ACL or MCL, one of those knee ligaments. Uh, but they just announced about 30 minutes ago that he is clear. He 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 might miss a, a couple weeks, like just as a precaution. But they still expect him to be ready for opening day, the first week of the season. I bet you anything, Miami Dolphin fans are very excited about that to hear that their star quarterback is not going to be out at the very beginning of the year. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully he doesn't miss any games. But we'll see what happens. So. That was a, a huge deal today. It was a huge scare for the Dolphins. Um, he was practicing, like you said, and just rushed out of the pocket, just kind of uh, had a scramble, and went down on his left leg pretty hard and went down to the ground screaming in pain um, during practice. So I'm glad that he's okay, and we'll see how intense the injury actually is in the next few days. We'll hear more about it probably tomorrow. This weekend, we'll hear a little bit more about it. So, um we don't know the timetable yet, but hopefully he has a speedy recovery just so that they can have a good, a good solid uh, rivalry against the Patriots this year because that's all we're looking for. Sorry, Buffalo and the New York Jets. You guys aren't getting it. It's, it's <laughs> going to be the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins are the ones that have the best chance of beating the Patriots. I'm, I'm sorry. Otherwise, the Patriots are going to have at least six wins in the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on to more injury news. Corey Davis, Titans wide receiver. He was number one over a number one um, pick by the Titans, first round pick by the Titans. He uh, injured his hamstring today. He went underwent an MRI, and we don't know the results from that yet, but we will find out hopefully within the next 24 hours to see if our number one wide receiver is going to be out for a while. Hopefully not a significant amount of time because – the Titans, we need our receivers to be healthy to get ready for the opening season. And the Titans, a lot of people think we can win the AFC South division. So we're going to need everybody on deck. So hopefully he, he'll just miss a couple games. When was the last time we had a number one wide receiver that didn't get hurt within the first part of the season? Oh. Because, I mean, when Kenny Britt came on the scene, when Kenny Britt had that, you know, he had like two or three games where he was playing lights out, like mm-hmm. having a, over 100 yards per game. All this kind of stuff, like a few touchdowns per game. But then he got injured. So it seems as though we have this curse going on in t- in Tennessee with wide receivers to where they cannot stay healthy at the very beginning of the season. And our team is weakened by it. Our team just can't go on without it. Good thing is we actually have some good wide receivers 
to back Corey Davis up to kind of draw attention from Corey Davis. But still, our number one wide receiver going down, uh, it, it seems like it's a trend. Yeah, unfortunately. But like I said, hopefully he'll just miss a couple games in the preseason, get back, and the Titans will be ready for opening game because we've got a lot of big teams to be playing this upcoming season. Exactly. So go moving on to New York with the Giants. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. wants to be the NFL's highest paid player. So based on his body of work over the past few seasons, do you think he deserves to be the highest paid player in the league? Well, Dylan, there, the highest paid player in the league right now is, of course, Derek Carr. Five-year, $125 million contract extension. So normally the, a top player in the league is a quarterback. Wide receivers aren't usually the top player. I think the highest paid player as a, as a wide receiver, I believe it's Larry Fitzgerald. I believe he's the highest paid uh, wide receiver in the league. Hmm. So Odell Beckham, he kind of had a down year this past season. And not only that, the Giants had to put up with his antics a lot throughout the season. Now, I, I agree he, he's their top wide receiver, the best player, Eli Manning. He's been a big difference for them. So... And the owner for the Giants, he said, you know, we're going to show Odell Beckham Jr. the money. We just don't have it right now, but we will have it by spring of next year. So we'll just have to monitor and, and see what happens with that. But does I agree he should get paid? Yes. Should he be the highest top player? No. No, I don't think so either. Uh, and, you know, you look at actually the the breaking it down by year. The highest paid quarterback, the highest paid player actually, this coming up season is going to be Drew Brees. He's getting $31.25 million to play quarterback in New Orleans. Yeah, but I also think Odell Beckham Jr., he just wants to get more money because right now the Giants are paying him a discount right now, $1.84 million. I mean, that is cheap. cheap. Very cheap, especially with the production he's, he's had. He, he is a productive wide receiver. Mm-hmm. However... With the wide receiver position, I mean, unlike the quarterback position, yes, you can get injured at the quarterback position, but you're not going to be as prone to injury as a wide receiver is. You know, because the quarterback's not expected to be running routes the entire game and and cutting and all that kind of stuff, worrying about their knees, worrying about their hamstring, worrying about all these sorts of injuries. So, you know, I understand why a quarterback is the highest paid player usually in the league, um, but I, I just don't think that... He's going to get what he wants. Uh, I mean, he'll he'll get a good contract. Don't worry about Odell Beckham Jr. He is going to get a solid a solid contract when the time comes. However, he's not going to be the highest paid player in the league. On to some other news in the NFL. So Jamal Adams was at a presser event with the New York Jets. Uh, Roger Goodell was with him yesterday. So he was talking to the media. So Jamal, the media was basically asking him a question about, so about the situation with CTE report and, you know, how it's affecting the players and uh, past her career and all that. And Jamal Adams, he basically said, look, if there was a perfect place I wanted to die, it would be on the football field. And, of course, why he's saying is Roger Goodell is literally right next to him, and I'm sure he's sitting there like, oh, no. He, he did not just say what I he thought he said. He did not just say that. I'm going to have another lawsuit coming. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, even though I'm sure the Patriots are going to give it to Roger Goodell <laughs> that first game of the season next month. Oh, yeah. On Thursday Night Football for the first game. But anyway, I think Jamal Adams, I understand why the media was up on him because of the comments he said. And I don't think he meant ill harm. I don't think he... And he meant any malice or any foul play, nothing like that. I think he was just being honest, talking about his, his passion for the game, football, and 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 just loving to play the game. And I think like, you can't fault the band for credit for that. And some of the Jets fans, they were clapping, giving him, you know, praise for being just being honest. I think they understood what he was saying. I mean, you know, he he is a very passionate player at LSU. He was a very passionate player there. He was the leader of that defense. So. I understand what he was saying. I think everyone else understands what he's saying. I think that the reporters are just they're they're trying to find stories right oh, now course, because there's not there's not too much happening in training camp this season for them to be following. So they're trying to find anything and everything they can to talk about. And this is just one of the things that popped up. So Jamal, keep doing what you're doing, man, because you are a very good player, and I can't wait to see you play with the Jets. All right, Dylan. So you mentioned this earlier, but the the Patriots. Speaking of the Patriots, they are apparently sending out AFC championship tickets 
to their season ticket holders. Yeah, so it's a promotion they're doing. They're doing this pay-as-you-go promotion for their playoff tickets, and they sent this to all their season ticket holders, and it is a ticket. It says playoff game number two, AFC Championship game, Sunday, January 21st, 2018, time TBD, and Gillette Stadium as the location. So they are really they're they're really pushing it this year, saying, you know what, we're just we're gonna be there. You should know we're gonna be there. Don't question it because we're getting there all the way. So my question is, are they going to the AFC championship game? And if they are going to the AFC championship game, is it going to be at Gillette Stadium? Well, Dylan, a lot of people are speculating in the media that they think the Patriots can go nineteen and zero. They think they can go undefeated this year. Now, do I think they're going to go undefeated? No. But okay, so what team? But what team do you think is going to beat them? Win the AFC East. Okay, that's a guarantee. We know that's happening. Okay, they're going to be in the playoffs. Now the question is, who are they going to play in the AFC Championship game? I think they will get there. But the question is, who can they play? Could it be the Colts? Could it be nah, our no. Titans? Could it be the Denver Broncos? Could it be the Raiders if Derek Carr stays healthy this year? Or maybe the Chiefs? The charges? Who knows? So looking at the Patriots' schedule, who do you think is going to beat them if they're not going nineteen and zero? The only team that I think could beat them is one the Saints because they play on the seventeenth. Um, that's going to be a, a one o'clock kickoff. So Drew Brees, I think that's one game that they could slip up. Another game they could slip up is on Sunday, October twenty second. It's a Sunday night football game. That's the rematch of the Super Bowl where they play the Atlanta Falcons. So that's another game that they could slip up. But to me, those are mainly the only two. Wait, there's got to be more on here. I, I think the Steelers could possibly be an upset game too. The Steelers. Because it'll be at. It'll be in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a big game. I mean, you said you said the Saints. I'm still not impressed by their defense, though. I don't think their defense is up there to where they can actually stop a Tom Brady-led offense. And especially that early in the season, too, I don't think Tom Brady will lose a game that early in the season. I don't think so. I mean, because the Saints aren't that good of a team. Yeah, I think the Patriots will at least go 13-3. and But they're going to be the top team in the, in the AFC. We already know that. And I'm pretty sure, well, they only can play one round, the the the. the the divisional round before they go to the AFC Championship. Yeah. So they'll definitely be there. The question is who they're going to play. Yeah, and we will find that out very shortly. Our next topic is going to be, um, will John Gruden return to coaching? This story comes up every single year, and it popped up in the news a few days ago. The USA Today had an article with John Gruden. John Gruden saying, you know what? Every single year, I prepare to coach. I am that kind of guy. I'm always in the practice field, always at training camp, and I always get the bug when I get there. Um, however, people translated that into him saying, oh, I just want to be an NFL coach again. I want to be a head coach once again. And that's that. I I don't think so. Because, I mean, he said this for several years saying, look, I'm not going to go back on the football field as a head coach. I'm going to stay in the broadcast booth, get my easy money, at least get to go home every single night and sleep. NFL coaches in the league do not sleep at all they go home for a few hours watching film and then they go back to the practice field the next day so i don't think that john gruden's ever going to be coming out of the broadcast booth unless it's the perfect storm if it's a perfect situation for him i can see him leaving the broadcast booth however uh, i don't think it's going to happen this year or anytime soon no i agree if i'm john gruden you got the best job in sports stay in the broadcast booth that's why Tony Romo went there. That's why Jay Cutler went there. It's the easiest job. You're not getting injured. Uh, I mean, even the John Gruden wouldn't have to worry about getting injured unless he was like, you know, uh, one of the coaches that gets tripped up by a player or something on the sideline or something like that. But he doesn't have to worry about getting injured or anything. He's just sitting in a broadcast booth talking about the sport he loves. And you don't have to be in top physical shape to do that. So I think that he's perfectly fine where he's at. And getting that easy paycheck every week is not a bad thing either. I agree. All right, Dylan. So another big topic in the NFL now that we're in football season is Colin Kaepernick. We talked a little bit about him last week after reports about Joe Flacco getting hurt and he's going to be out for a few weeks. There was recent news that the Ravens with John Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick talking that they could sign him. Now, last I heard, Dylan, John Harbaugh wants to bring him in, 
their GM, Ozzie Newsom, wants to bring him in. But the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, Steve Bashotti, does not want Kaepernick on the roster. So, obviously, I understand. I, it's kind of confusing because normally, if you're an owner and you look at your coach, your coach's job is to bring in players that will help you win games. So, and, and John Harbaugh, he's had a good track record. You know, he he's known a lot of players. If he feels Colin Kaepernick is going to help you win games, even though he's going to be a backup, because we know Joe Flacco, when he's healthy, he's going to be the starter again, you bring him in. But I think Steve Prashadi is just concerned, especially after what happened with Ray Rice a few years ago. He's looking at, look, I can't risk losing sponsorship companies, people not buying tickets, all this because of Colin Kaepernick's political stance. But Colin Kaepernick, he's, he's trying to change his image, and I believe when he says, you know, I'm not going to do the you know, kneeling or sitting, whatever, during the national anthem. He he wants to build his career back up, and he's got to have options. So I think the Ravens is, to me, the most serious. We've also heard about the Seattle Seahawks, but that's kind of cooled off as of late. So, uh, Dylan, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick's situation here? I think Colin Kaepernick's in a really good situation. I mean, I, I don't like the guy at all. Personally, I don't like him. He was a good football player a few years ago. Yes, he did take the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. However... Once those lights turned out in that stadium during that Super Bowl, the lights turned off in Colin Kaepernick. He has not played the same since that Super Bowl. So, I mean, he's in a great position. He will get paid eventually. Will he be a productive quarterback in the NFL? No. Will he... Unless Jim Harbaugh comes back. Unless Jim Harbaugh comes back and they magically mend their relationship because they had a rocky relationship as well. So, um, I don't think he's going to be a very good quarterback if he goes to a team... He's going to be he's going to be kind of like a Sam Bradford for a few years. I mean, even the Sam Bradford did get back into his own last season with the Vikings, which has been fantastic for him. Don't get me wrong. I love Sam Bradford. But, you know, Colin, I don't think he's going to be doing very well in the NFL if he goes back to a team. But he will get paid. He will get a team to call in because there are going to be injuries like the Ryan Tannehill injury, like uh, the Joe Flacco injury. There are injuries out there that are happening, and there's no other quarterbacks in free agency right now that are up to the same par as Colin Kaepernick. Well, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, we did have a contract extension, Cam Chancellor, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. He's got a three-year uh, contract extension with them. That's big for them because he's a leader on the team. Yeah, uh, he's the the, the 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 Seattle Seahawks have stuck with him, and he controls that locker room, and he keeps everybody together, unifying them and everything, and the the Seahawks, they need them because they're going to need them to stay healthy and keep the team up and running. So the Seahawks can make a run and probably win the NFC West this year. I think they're going to win the NFC West this year. Dylan, what are your thoughts on Cam Chancellor? It's a great move by the team. I mean, he, he like you said, he is the leader on the defense. He, he could be one of the leaders on the team. Like He, he um, has a very good presence on the field, off the field, in the locker room. And, you know, he is the one who brought them back to life last season when he was he was off the field. Um, what was it, two seasons ago he was off the field for a few games, like the first six games or mm-hmm. so, and came back. And, yeah. and they actually played very well once he got back. I mean, you know, I think that it's a good move from them. I think that they need some stability in the defense. And I think Cam Chancellor can bring that to the team. So I think it's a great move by them, and, and I can't wait to see what they do this season. And hopefully they go they go pretty far this season. All right, as we mentioned, guys, uh, the NFL preseason does begin tonight, the Hall of Fame game. The Arizona Cardinals will be playing against the Dallas Cowboys. And as Tony Romo, we mentioned him earlier, he's apparently making his uh, debut tonight on a practice basis for the CBS Sports Network uh, for the NFL. Dylan, how do you think Tony Romo's going to do in the broadcast booth this year? I think it'll be fine. I think it's actually I think it's good that they're putting him in the booth for a preseason game just to add some color commentary for a preseason game. I mean, I think that's probably one of the easiest things you can do as a broadcaster. So it's good to get his feet wet right now. It's good to give him some practice and uh, for him to you know call this game, especially a game that he knows very well. He knows the Cowboys very well, and I mean. As a player, he played the Cardinals a lot, too. So they, he knows both rosters pretty well. So I think that he'll be fine in the broadcast booth. And, uh, you know, some players to look for, though. I mean, we're not going to see 
many of the starters playing tonight, tonight. because you know uh, they usually play at the first quarter and then they put in all the if that second string third string players. Yeah, if that. So I mean, we won't see Dak Prescott playing. We won't see Ezekiel Elliott playing. Things like that. So Carlson Palmer probably will not be playing either. So one of the big things I'm looking for is I'm looking to see some younger players playing get some get some time there's one guy i'm looking for the most though and it's gonna be cooper rush he's um undrafted he was an undrafted um kid out of central michigan he's a quarterback there and i'm ready to see what he can do on the field as a backup to Dak prescott because they did have kellen moore as the backup there however he did fracture his right fibula a year ago wednesday so I don't know how well he's going to be doing, um, so I, we might see him a little bit tonight, but I don't know how much we're going to see him. So I believe that Rush is going to come in there and play the majority of the snaps tonight, and it'll be interesting to see how he runs the offense for the Cowboys. So it's great to have football back on TV. It's something for us to watch besides the you know just monotony there is of sports going on between football and ho- hockey ending and football starting. There's just like pretty much nothing to watch, so... Just baseball in the summer of soccer. That's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. So now we have some things to watch. That's going to be fantastic. So moving on to the NBA, Beyonce is showing interest in buying the Houston Rockets. Do you think that's a good move for the Houston organization? Well, Beyonce is a Houston native. Uh, she is also a basketball fan. Uh, she she likes the Rockets. Her husband, Jay-Z, he did own uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, baby. Yeah. So I think... For Houston, I mean, it'll bring like, you know, kind of like a dark kind of home thing. And having a, na- a local native own the team, that would be a lot of pride for the Houston area. And she's mentioned Houston a lot in like in a few of her lyrics and some of her songs. And Dylan, with celebrities owning teams, this is nothing new in the, the sports world. We've seen it. We got J-Lo, Mark Anthony uh, being and the Williams, uh, Venus and Serena being stakeholders for the Miami Dolphins. You got your boy Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, he is a Memphis owner native. for the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And you got, of course, Will Ferrell, who we know you love. Oh yeah, he is an owner for LAFC, the soccer team. So this is nothing new, and I think it also increased international marketing potential for the Houston Rockets. So Beyonce, you know, she keeps moving to the left, to the left, <laughs> from Brooklyn to Houston. Uh, I think that will be a, a fantastic move for the Rockets. Do you think Beyonce is going to have big banners at her concerts, like promoting the Houston Rockets? Like, watch out for you know this game on Thursday after you come see my concert. Like, this concert is brought to you by the Houston Rockets. I'm sure she'll cross market herself in there. Hey, come see my concert and and my team, the Houston Rockets. There you go. Maybe she'll may work or on buy one get t- buy one <laughs> ticket get one free. Yeah, you know? yeah. Why not pay pay two for the price for one? There you go. There you go. I, Beyonce, if you need any marketing tips, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Hit Don't us up. Yeah, out of bounds podcast.com yeah dylan at out of bounds podcast.com or jt at out of bounds podcast.com so uh reach out to us there and we can give you some more tips so um speaking of the houston rockets carmelo anthony wants to go to houston he told the knicks that today so first of all do you think that'd be a good fit for him in houston especially with james harden down there or do you think he should just Stay where he is or go somewhere else? Well, I think he's informed the New York Knicks that he wants to leave. And Cleveland, they've already got their hands tied with Derrick Rose. So Houston, to me, seems like the most logical option. And he gets to play with Chris Paul and James Harden. They're going to have to work out how to make a room. I think they're going to have to do one of those three, four-way trades or something to make the deal work with Carmelo with the money involved. But Houston will definitely be a competitive team. They're definitely going to scare... The light, living daylights out of my Spurs, but I think it'll be fine. I mean, Mark Cuban, he's got to be wondering, what, look what they're doing in San Antonio. Look what they're doing in Houston. Why can't I get people to come to Dallas? That's right. Probably, that's probably what Mark Cuban's thinking right now. Jeez. So, but hey, I, I hate the Mavericks, and I'm sure the Rockets hate the Mavericks too. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, so do you think with the Houston Rockets, with, with Carmelo wanting to go down there, do you think that's a decision made by LeBron James? Do you think LeBron James is talking to Carmelo saying, hey, if you go to Houston one more year, and I'll be with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'll leave, and I'll just come down to Houston, we can all play together? It's certainly a possibility, but where's Houston going to come up with the cap space to to make that the room for those three guys? Well, it, it, and James Harden, he's still there too. Well, if you got rid of everybody and just kept James Harden, 
CP3, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and LeBron James, they could probably still win games if it was just us four guys. <laughs> I'm sure they could and find somebody else. You know, just one more guy. I think five guys would be fine. Just rotate. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, man. Well, speaking of just five guys, uh, the big three league, uh, they recently suspended Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson apparently just decided not to show up. And the fans, you know, they're buying tickets to go see this big three league. Allen Iverson, all these players, he decided to show up. And they're like, well, you're going to get suspended for a game. So he's going to miss the game, obviously the next game. But they are, I believe, I think they're going to Las Vegas or L.A. for their next two road trips. So he's going to get more marketing potential out there. Allen Iverson's I league. I don't know why he would miss a game because I mean th- this is the most publicity he's had in years. Oh yeah. So why is he deciding to just decide? Oh, I'm just gonna not go show up for a game. That's it. It, it boggles my mind that somebody like that, especially since all of the attention is on you. Whenever they were talking about this big three league coming up, they that was the one name they kept saying was going to be in the league. They were like, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson. So why would you want to just no-show a game, just like nonchalantly, nonchalantly, just saying, oh, well, you know, they won't miss me. It's fine. I, I don't I don't get what Allen Iverson's doing, but he does deserve a one-game suspension for Well, that. according to Allen Iverson, according on ESPN, they're saying that Allen Iverson issued a statement on Instagram apologizing for not showing up, and the group is going to be in Lexington, Kentucky this Sunday. So they'll be in Lexington for their. He's gonna miss that game, but then, like I said, they're going to Vegas and LA in their next trip. Yeah. So more marketing opportunities, and like you said, you know, it's fair to question it. You know, he's 42. He signed on as a player coach uh, for the league's inaugural season, um, but he hasn't been playing very much. Um, he and you remember he missed out a game when they were in Philadelphia. He didn't play in that game either. So yeah. yeah. Who knows with Allen Iverson, what he's going to do there. All right, Dylan. Well, let's transition to some, some hockey as we got some more signings to report on. But before we get to the signings, Dylan, unfortunately, let's break the news that happened within the last 24 hours. Your boy, the Predators captain, Mike Fisher, has decided to call it a career. Yeah, he has. Uh, he played 17 years in the league, and he played with the with the Predators the past five, six years, I believe it was. Um, fantastic guy, fantastic player. He did a lot for our team, for the community in, of Nashville. He's going to still be in Nashville because Carrie Fisher is still in the music business in Nashville. So he's going to be living there for a while. He's going to be their number one fan. He was talking about in his letter he released to the Tennessean today, the newspaper in Nashville. And, you know, it was one of those things that I woke up this morning at 7.45 uh, like and opened up my Twitter, and that was the first thing that popped up. So he did the same thing, you know, when he was coming into the league and everything. He's just a very quiet guy, very, you know, not uh, glitz and glamour. Like, you know, I'm just going to make this huge deal. I'm going to do this huge announcement, do this huge farewell tour. He just wanted to leave on a quiet note, and he did. He he submitted the letter very early this morning, and um, as people woke up, they kind of found out about it. So he was a fantastic guy for the team, um, fantastic captain. And he will be missed. However, it's good that we're moving on to younger players in this situation um, because we were only going to have him one more year anyway. And, you know, he has a, a two-year-old little uh, two-year-old baby and also Carrie, too. Um, so he wanted to spend some time with his family, which I completely understand. Um, and I, I thank him. I want to thank him for uh, all the years he put in with the Predators and all of the uh, all the work he put in every single year. And he... Definitely gave it his all every single game, which is fantastic. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets the captain C this year. Um, Roman Yossi has been the alternate captain for two years now. So it looks like that Roman Yossi will probably get the, the C, but we'll see Not who, PK who gets it. Uh, PK might, but he's been I know he's only been there for a year. He's so. only been there for a year. Uh, Ryan Ellis is possibly um, someone to consider as well because he, he played a key part in the team last season and also in the playoffs too. So... There are several choices. However, I think Roman Yossi will probably get the C going into next season. So Definitely. Well, the Predators may be losing one of their uh, top players, Mike Fisher, but they did make an important signing as they have given Ryan Johansson an eight-year, $64 million contract. Dylan, what are your thoughts on that? Fantastic move. 
I mean, the Predators needed to sign this guy, needed to give him uh, Max a good contract, and, you know, eight years, $64 million, that's actually a very, very good contract. It's good for our cap space, too. We came, we, I don't know how David Poyle did it. He's a magician, though. He definitely made it to where these contracts are not going to kill us. We can't um, make any moves going forward. I mean, it's a very, very team-friendly and player-friendly contract. So I think that he's done a great job with the team so far in that aspect. Um, And, you know, Ryan Johansson, man, he's going to continue to be a a a force for the team for many years to come and i know that nashville is very excited about it. all my friends i've talked to are very excited about it i'm sure um justin bradford is very excited about it as well so it's um yeah it's an awesome signing for us and i can't wait to see what happens in the next few years and hopefully we get a stanley cup along the way as well definitely definitely all right dylan on to some more signings the penguins they just signed Connor Sheary to a three-year, $9 million contract to avoid arbitration. So good news for the Penguins. I know they're kind of trying to stretch the cap a little bit here with the younger players. But keeping their core players, they're going to be a very competitive team in the Eastern Conference this upcoming season. The Buffalo Sabres, they made a move. The Buffalo Sabres, they just... uh. Kept uh, signed uh, Nathan Bulio. They acquired him in a trade last month from the Montreal Canadiens. He was coming off a year where he had four goals and 24 points in 74 games. So they signed him to a they signed him to a deal. So they will keep him. So they don't have to go to arbitration on that. And there's been talk in Buffalo that they're currently trying to work with Jack Eichel to sign him to a long term contract. John Tortorella, the head coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets, he just got a one-year contract extension on his deal after leading the Blue Jackets to the playoffs. Um, that was a big deal because remember the Blue Jackets, not this past season, but the year before when he came in, they were off to a bad start, losing games all over the place. They were awful. And they fired their coach, brought him in, and people were questioning the move after all the matters that happened in Vancouver, New York Rangers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But he turned that ship around this year. And he was able to uh, get them on a six. They were on a sixteen-game winning streak yeah, during the yeah, season this yeah, past yeah. season. And Columbus made the playoffs. Unfortunately, they did not stop the Penguins. <laughs> but they had a good run. And hey, I believe Columbus. You know, they're giving um, a good contract extension, and we'll see if the Blue Jackets are going to be a force to be reckoned to be reckoned with in future seasons. And the Dallas Stars they announced that. They are going to be hosting the NHL draft next year's NHL draft in 2018 up in Big D next year at the American Airlines Center. That's that's a good deal for them too. I mean that that's bringing some more um, a, a huge spotlight to the sport in Dallas, and so um, I'm sure the Dallas Stars are delighted to have that coming to American Airlines Center next year, and and it's great for the city, great for the team, and it's going to be really exciting. Especially you know it's kind of like with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is getting the All Star game this year, so. Hopefully I'll be able to get tickets for that, but um, but yeah, just that those two events are huge for the cities they're they're hosted in, and this is going to be a huge event for the Dallas Stars. Definitely, definitely. One quick note I want to mention from the league in the NHL was there's a report saying that the Carolina Hurricanes we know they're for sale. Uh, their owner Peter Carmonos Jr. He's saying that he wants to sell a team for about five hundred million dollars. Now. Ooh. Why does that number sound so familiar? Hmm, isn't that what Vegas paid as an expansion team to get into the league? Yep. And now the Carolina Hurricanes saying, hey, uh, we're worth $500 million now. Someone needs to pay to buy this team. Well, I mean, the Vegas will probably be as good as Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes, um, if not better than the Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, I don't know why they think that's the right price tag for that team, but it's definitely not... Uh, a, a viable option for the league to uh, be offering that price for that. Well, the latest rumor is, is that their owner, Peter Carinos Jr., has been working with uh, the former Texas Rangers CEO, Chuck Greenberg. To, they currently have agreed to a term sheet, but it's not a purchase agreement. So I guess they're still working on the fine details and that he's going to pay that much. Carmonos is basically saying, we'll give it a few more weeks down the road, and if he can't raise the money, then... I'm going to tell him sayonara. That's basically what he said. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. All right. Well, uh, JT, I guess it's time for your football recap of the week. So uh, the microphone's all yours. Thanks, Dylan. And as we are here, as always, 
at the Out of Bounds Podcast. Let's talk about the latest news from the beautiful game. And I'm going to start with some of the breaking soccer news. Soccer news. As I'm sure you all have heard, we talked about this last week with Neymar. Neymar has apparently decided he's told his teammates yesterday at Barcelona that he's going to leave and sign with Paris Saint-Germain. So... The latest report is is that Barcelona they were saying we're not going to take the 260 million US dollars cuz we don't want to sell them. Well, they lied because before we got on air, me and Dylan, they announced that they have officially terminated his contract with Barcelona, freeing him to get a medical with PSG and they're going to announce him in Paris on Friday. 222 million euros. That's euros, yes. 222 million euros that's, that's for this guy. That's world-breaking record. That's, that's, that's more than what Real Madrid played when they got Ronaldo from Real or from Manchester United, more than what Gareth Bale when they got, he got sold from Tottenham. Record-breaking. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So we'll see how that works out. Um, MLS, they've been in the news this past week. They apparently given David Beckham the green light to... His, for his expansion project in Miami, so Orlando City in a couple, it feels like in a few years, we're gonna have Miami as our new rival in the league coming up soon. Speaking of expansion, Don Garber had his press conference last before the All Star game, and he said he spoke very highly on Nashville, Detroit, Cincinnati, and Sacramento as far as possible. The, be the four teams to get these expansion slots. So that's very good news for the season. Those cities, they've gotten a lot of excitement going on in those four towns. So we'll keep you updated on that. As for the MLS All-Star game that was last night, that was a very big occasion. They had over 60,000 fans at that game. Real Madrid, Borja Mayoral got the goal in the 59th minute. And then... Dom Dwyer, who we just got here at Atlanta City, he scored a goal in the 87th minute to tie the game 1-1. It went to penalty kicks. Real Madrid won 5-3 on their penalty kicks to clinch them the All-Star Game title. All right, Dylan, on to some MLS recaps from games that happened this past week. Sporting Kansas City beat the Chicago Fire 3-2. The LA Galaxy, and who, where Ziggy Schmidt made his debut against Seattle Sounders, that ended in a 0-0 draw. And Toronto FC, who decided to rest some of their players, they played New York City FC this past week. They got a 4-0 victory. Alright, Dylan. Now on to our favorite topic for football recap of the week, Orlando City. They got their rematch against Atlanta United, and it was up to ATL. It was the last game at Bobby Dodd Stadium. As Atlanta United will be going on the road for the next couple weeks until their stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, opens up next month. So, on to the game. It was a very good game. Uh, Atlanta United pressed us the first 20-30 minutes of the game, and Orlando City's defense just hung in there, hung in there. And then, Dylan, your boy, Kaka, Kaka. gets a goal in towards the end of the first half. Amazing goal. Oh, man, guys, you got to listen to this. This comes straight off a goal kick from Joe Bendick. It's up, and sometimes it doesn't matter how it works. It's Route 1 soccer. Kyle Lahren does so well to hold it up. What a strike. Caught on the movement. First time. It's going away from goal, and he just takes it. It's slicing away from Brad Guzan. For the last 20 minutes of the game, Orlando City is hanging on to that 1-0 lead to try to get us those three points to keep us in the playoff race. But unfortunately, Dylan, our defense did not learn anything from last night. Our last week's game. Go to the turn. Back off him. In for Yamil Assad. Trying to play through. The arm is onside. It ties the game. It's stoppage time. Oh, man. Hector Valba. I'm going to have to start calling him the boogeyman, I guess. But he gets the dying second goal in the 93rd minute to tie the game 1-1. So both teams get away with a point. Orlando City, they still remain in 7th place in the MLS Eastern Conference. And the Phil Rollins curse remains. That's right, Uncle Bobby. It keeps going. (laughs) The Phil Rollins curse keeps going. We'll ask him about it during the uh, scam of the week. Of course, of course. Now for our ladies, Orlando Pride, they were off this week, but they will have two games this week. They will play the Chicago Red Stars this Saturday, and they will be on the road next week against the Washington Spirit on August 9th. They are currently in 7th place after the, this week's NWSL results and are 5 points out of the playoff spot. 
for Orlando City B squad. They got a 0-0 draw yesterday against the Harrisburg City Islanders. They are currently in 11th place in the USL Eastern Conference, but are still technically tied for that 8th playoff spot. They're just behind on goal difference. Orlando City B, they will take on FC Cincinnati this weekend. Speaking of FC Cincinnati, we had the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. And that was game was last night. I watched this game last night, Dylan. It was a very good game between FC Cincinnati and the Miami FC. And there was a great game. And DGB Fall, he scored in the 68th minute to give FC Cincinnati a 1-0 lead. Miami C put everything on the table but couldn't get it done. FC Cincinnati's defense held on to get a 1-0 victory. And they will take on... The New York Red Bulls, they will be hosting them next week in Cincinnati for the U.S. Open Cup in the semifinals. I'm sure Kevin is very happy about that. All right, Dylan, on for some, some transfer news. We only had a few things happen. Nemanja Matic, he has officially signed with Manchester United. As we already mentioned, Neymar gone to PSG. So Coutinho is the next rumor who could be going to Barcelona. And Christian Pulisic, he's been rumored to go to Liverpool if that happens. So we'll keep you updated on that. All right, guys. So some games to keep an eye on this week. Obviously, don't forget, Orlando City, they will be hosting the Montreal Impact this weekend on Saturday at 7.30. But, of course, the big game this weekend that you got to watch in MLS is the Hudson River Derby. New York City FC will be hosting the New York Red Bulls. Big game, so definitely keep your eye on that. Of course, you got the NPSL playoffs, the national semifinals start this week. Elm City Express will be hosting Club Deportivo Aguiluchos USA. And you got Detroit City FC. They'll be hosting the Midland Odessa FC. And, of course, don't forget, we got San Antonio FC taking on Orange County Soccer Club. So those are my games I recommend you keep an eye on this week. And that will conclude my football recap of the week. And now we have our very good friend, Uncle Bobby, in the studio with us. Uncle Bobby, welcome. Uh, Thanks for having me again. I'm always welcome here, I can tell. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. Every single week. So, um, So... Before we get into your scam of the week and everything, we're going to go into some baseball news first. So heading over to the MLB with the trade line. Uh, trade deadline is actually now closed. There were only two moves that were really big moves, I guess you could say. Sonny Gray went to the New York Yankees, and you Darvish went to the L.A. Dodgers. Any Anything about that, guys? Do you have anything to say about that? It's not really much that happened during the trade deadline. I mean, there were, it was really uh, ramped up to be something more than it was. I just, just don't want to know if the people got the refund for the fifty dollar Tim Tebow ticket last week. That's I, you I know what? Know. We need to call. We need to call Floor Fire Frogs on you that. You got one. some contacts. Do we, here, do we right? find out? Do we find out about that? Yeah, let me send an email to my boy Thaddeus Cruz and see if he knows anything about that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Look Hashtag for that. Hashtag shout out to Thaddeus Cruz. Um, so let's look at the MLB standings uh, as the teams are making a playoff push. JT, you have some more news on that. Yeah. So as I pull up. <laughs> The standings at the moment. Uh, it's been pretty competitive right now in the American League. Of course, you got the Red Sox and the Yankees battling out in the AL East. The Cleveland Indians have a two-game and a half lead over the Kansas City Royals. The Houston Astros are still killing the AL West right now. And in the National League, you have the Nationals who have a 12-game lead in the NL East. The Chicago Cubs have a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers. And the L.A. Dodgers are destroying the NL West. So it looks like some of those teams made some big moves in the trade line, as we mentioned. And it looks like the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to battle for the two wild card spots in the National League. In the American League, it looks like it's going to be the Royals and the Yankees and the Rays, those three teams battling out for the American League wild card. Very good. Very good. Uh, and also the Braves last night uh, beat... The Dodgers, they broke the nine-game winning streak. They had a record-breaking winning streak, and uh, the Braves broke it last night. Yep, they won that game 5-3. to three. So uh, the Braves, I know they haven't much to talk about this season, but at least they're breaking records, so that's good, right? They're doing some things good. It's just that they, they need to put together a full season. That's what they need to do. They need to come back to to the winning ways they had in the 90s. What happened to that? Maybe it'll change when they move to uh, Northport next year. 
for their spring tra- after next year for their spring training. Maybe, you maybe, know, maybe that's the issue. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, so, something needs to change in Atlanta because I mean I've always had these high hopes for the Braves ever since I was a little kid watching it on TBS. You know, because that's the only thing we could watch on TV. You know, uh, the Braves were a fantastic team, and then they just went down to the gutter the past few years. So hopefully they can do something more coming up in the next few seasons. Now on to some miscellaneous news. It is official now. The Los Angeles is going to get the 2028 Summer Olympics. They were going for the 2024 Summer Olympics. Made a deal with... What's... Paris. 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 That's right. Well, really, IOCC, but uh, yeah, just something's... Got to wonder what the deal is. Paris is getting 2024. We're getting 2028 in Los Angeles. I'm already booking my flights. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be cool to go to, uh, for sure. The last time they had the... The Olympics in the States was in Atlanta in 96, and right. I actually went to the Olympics in 96, which was really, really cool. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to go to 2028 to continue that streak of going to the Olympics when they're in the States. So it'll be very cool. Um, LeVar Ball got himself into trouble with the ladies again because apparently he had a female official um, ejected during a game, got replaced because... She, she got was, teed up. She, he, she teed him up, and he said, uh-uh, stay in your lane. And uh, kicked her out. <laughs> the referees got re- the referee replaced her, and that was that. So Adidas actually pulled out of their contract with that basketball league he is coaching associated in. with. Yeah, yeah, and so they pulled out because of that whole thing. Well, like I said, that's the one that his youngest son's in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. his youngest son. And is they're in that saying one. the people I met said that he's better than uh, both brothers. Mm-hmm. Is the potential anyway? Yeah, even yeah. Even though he's still in high school, but yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, Levar Ball is. Making making magic, I guess, when it comes oh. to that basketball league. <laughs> I don't know. And last but not least, Vladimir Klitschko announced his retirement from boxing. Yeah, uh, twenty one year career, long time. Wow, that's crazy. Twenty one years getting pummeled every night, like that's just. I don't know about that. I don't think I could live that lifestyle. Boxing, what, UFC. I don't know what's worse: the plumbing in the head or the multiple nose jobs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on up there after after boxing for 21 years. So yeah. now on to our favorite segment of the week, Uncle Bobby's scam of the week. Uncle Bobby, the microphone is all yours. Okay, so this one, uh, like always, is not hard to figure out. Uh, usually, my titles, I'm trying to figure the best winner loser scam, and I had to go between this one a little bit. But basically, it's that UCF kicker, uh, Dono De La Hoya. Or Heya is the name. Yeah. Okay. So basically, trying to take on the NCAA, you know, and you know, you hear different stories about how the NCAA treats their athletes, and you know, uh, on the rules for uh, you know how to earn a living while you're playing. Um, and basically, he was told, you know, you guys, you're doing YouTube videos, you're making money representing UCF, you cannot do it. You have to stop making the videos showing that you're representing your school you're in. And if you stop that, you're fine. You can make any other videos you want, but the ones that you're making off of UCF as a kicker, you have to stop. And he refused. So he got uh, ineligible. Um, got canned. He's basically done. He's asked for a GoFundMe account set up to pay for his school because he wants to continue going to school. Um, and as of what I last saw, he wanted like 20000 and I think he had raised like 4300 so I don't know what will happen on that. But I just cannot believe that he didn't just, you know, go with the guidelines. I mean, basically, he was set up, hey, you want to make videos? Because I remember that story. I can't remember the guy's name, but he had uh, was making T-shirts. And he was an athlete somewhere, and they said, as long as it doesn't represent anything with the schools or your athletic program, you can do it. And so he was able to make money off of that. But as far as this YouTube video thing, I just, I mean, like I said, so for me, it, it makes no sense that he would not listen to the NCAA and just say, okay, I'll stop making videos. And the school, you know, they basically said, hey, you know, we, nothing we can do. You're out. So he's ineligible and he can't play anymore. So, I mean, if he's any good, when he hits, I think it's 20, he can apply, you know, be a free agent, you know, basically free agent trial for the NFL if he's any good. But for right now, he's basically done playing college football. So that's my scam right there. I'm trying to take on the NCAA and try to win. Yeah, because you won't win against the NCAA. No, so no, th- no. there's no point. Unless you're in. Ed Bannon. Yeah, but other than uh, there are very, very, very few situations where you win against the NCAA. But that's cut and dry. I mean, yeah, you, you know, it, it it's funny because the, the stories uh, back in the day uh, for the bowl games down here, uh, you know, was, was the old way, like 
the Big Ten and the SEC, the number two teams, would play in the Citrus Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you would read what they would give the players. You know, they, they give them, uh, if they want to drive, they give them uh, money for gas. They give them uh, park tickets. They give them uh, money to spending money. So, they, you know, they got taken care of. A bowl game was the way to go. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but, and then you hear stories about in the old days what players were getting paid. Like Brian Bosworth, when he played with Oklahoma, he was paid uh, – Thousand bucks a week, I think it was, to watch the make sure the sprinklers came on or something in the stadium. <laughs> Boosters were paying it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you got still like that. But I, like I said, to me, it's just they said stop doing it. He didn't want to do it, and he's done. So it's, it's sad to see that because he looked like he was a good kicker. He was a kickoff specialist to begin. Um, but you know, I'm sorry to see it. But you know, you just you can't try to beat him. True. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to winners and losers. Let's go with JT first. JT, who are your winners and losers this week? All right, so my winner this week is, well, once again, the WNBA, but this time it's not the team, it's our links, it's just the whole league in general, because EA Sports just announced today that for their next video game, NBA Live 18, the WNBA players will be playable in the game. So the players and the teams, all the 12 teams will be in there, so that's really exciting. The WNBA, after being around for so long, is finally getting the attention it deserves. That's pretty cool. And... My second winner this week, quick, quick, is going to be ESPN because ESPN just announced yesterday they have picked up the television rights for the championship, which is the soccer league below the Premier League, and the EFL Cup. So that's a big deal because BN Sports was the previous network that had it, but BN Sports is not readily accessible all across the U.S. unless you go to like bars and stuff or you have, like I have, Fubo TV. Hashtag Fubo TV. But... Um, ESPN also, we know it's everywhere, and it's going to be on ESPN3. So if you're a fan of Ashton Villa, Birmingham City, Fulham, Sheffield Wednesday, you're going to finally get a chance to see your teams play on Saturday and, and Fridays and Tuesday nights on the weekends. So that's great for those fans out there. My loser this week is the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, Julio Jones. Now, Uncle Bobby and Dylan, I don't know if you heard the story, but... Julio Jones made the news last weekend as apparently he was out in some lake in Georgia on a jet ski and he tumbled and he fell and he apparently lost one of his earrings. You guys want to know how much his earrings was worth? $175,000? No, it's it's $150 million. Or, sorry, thousand, not million. Whoops, hundred fifty thousand dollars. There you go. There we go. So he hired divers to go all over this lake in Georgia somewhere to find the earring, and they couldn't find it. And it was just one earring, just one. So some fish's mouth, man. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, it is. So somebody oh, gets yeah. a fish is going to have his nice earrings. Out of that thing, you know? It's not his wife's earring; it's his earring. No, yeah. I, I, I'm saying yeah. it's not, no, yeah. some fish is going to have his have a nice earring when they open that thing up. It's like mm-hmm. a, like going looking for oysters and pearls, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said it's worth at least a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, whoever finds that earring, there you, you paid off your college tuition. There you go. <laughs> right there, right there, Uncle Bobby. Who are your winners and losers this week? Okay, so the winner, it's basically multiple people, but um, as you know, baseball, uh, Major League Baseball, they're pretty much the longest season, uh, playing almost pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of you know players don't have time for you know certain errands on their days off when they hardly have a day off. So the story I read was, I learned about before, was down in Miami uh, during the All-Star game. They had a uh, barber come down uh, to cut – uh, players' ears in the in, in the uh, stadium. So there's a story out of uh, ATT Park in San Francisco of a lady who has a shop set up there, and either local players or the opposing teams come in and she'll cut their hair for them. So it's just really nice to see that they yeah, offer that, really you nice. know, uh, because like I said, uh, you know, baseball is the longest season, and you know, depending on what your position is, you, know, you could be there eight hours or more mm-hmm. you know, of a day, and if it's mm-hmm. a doubleheader or a night game or a day game or whatever, you know, so. So I think that's pretty nice that they uh, they allowed it to happen, so they can get their haircut in the stadium there. You know, that's pretty cool. And looks like they're I guess they're pretty good tippers too, the way it sounds. So hey, that works out for both. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Win win situation. Yep. Yeah. And uh, my loser, it's uh, Governor Chris Christie. Uh, saw the story about him at the Milwaukee Brewer game. Evidently, <laughs> his son uh, works for the team. Okay. Uh, or the Cubs, I think it is. I believe. No, the yeah. Brewers. Yeah. Is it Cubs or Brewers? Know. I don't know. I, I had it wrote down. I can't remember. But anyway, so he was going to the game, and some fans started heckling him. And basically, Chris Christie didn't like it and came back and got in his face. 
And we called him a, a, a bit. Uh, you want to be a wise big guy, guy, a wise guy, wise or something guy, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I said, it's on video, and of course, you know. Oh yeah. It's like you know, just people just scream. You know, he should be able to handle that. I mean, he's almost out of office anyway, and now he has to find work. You know, because he can't get reelected. Um, so, but yeah, to me, that was you know, was no class. I mean, these that's their game. You know, the pe- most people at games that's they want to heckle the players. So you see somebody you know, like big like Governor Christie, they're gonna make you know fun of him. Yeah, just walk away. But no, he couldn't handle it. So, so that's my loser right there, Governor Christie. All right, well, sounds good. My winner this week is actually ESPN because they are making ESPN eight the Ocho on ESPNU for one single day on August eighth. You can watch ESPN eight the Ocho all day where they have. It's pretty much giving a nod to Dodgeball, the movie with Vince Vaughn. So you know that Cotton uh, and Pepper Brooks will be very elated to see that their their station is actually going to be on TV for one day. So uh, congrats to ESPN. I'm sad that they're not making it all year long. They should they should because no one watches ESPNU. But I mean ESPN eight the Ocho for one day is pretty awesome. So uh, April uh, I'm sorry August eighth. Definitely look out for that one. And my loser of the week this week is going to be all Miami Dolphins fans because if Ryan Tannehill is out for any extended amount of time, then I'm sorry, you're not going to win against the Patriots again, and therefore you're not going to win the division again. So um, sorry to break it to you that way, but if uh, Tannehill's injury is as serious as some are saying it is, then it's tough, but you won't be beating Tom Brady this year. So, our final thoughts now. So, Bobby. Okay. This one's rough. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Buffalo Wild Wings has stopped their 25-cent wing promotion on Tuesdays. They did that that a long time ago. (laughs) No, no, no. But I'm just saying I got the full story on it. Okay. All right. Okay. So, basically, there's some that are still, I think the franchisees are still doing it. And they have, like, a cutoff when they're supposed to end it. Yeah. And the reason they said is because they're, you know, I guess profits are down because of that promotion, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me. It doesn't. Okay. Um, but they're what they're going to do in place is they're going to bring a buy one, get one free boneless wing in the fall, I guess, hmm. for football season. Okay. But boneless wings are not the same. No. Okay. Traditional are so much better. Right. You get more meat on the bone. So my final thought is you just keep it going. I mean, maybe you maybe you say, okay, you increase the amount of wings you have to buy or whatever. I mean, but they're saying it's because the, the price of pound went up. But that, like I said, that makes no sense to me. So basically, my final thought is Buffalo Wild Wings uh, should have just kept it going, you know? That's the way I look at it. Because boneless wings are not the same. True. And so I don't think that's going to do them any better. Buy one, get one free. So so my final thought is, I mean, that's Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, I know they're in trouble anyway because that, that's word has been out. They've been in trouble for a while financially. But this ain't going to help them anymore. No. Because I don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. I've never been on a Tuesday, but I don't know how crowded it's been. But I imagine it would be, right? You yeah. Have you ever gone on one? It's or pretty no? busy. Is it okay? It's pretty busy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thursday is boneless. It's boneless Thursdays and, and traditional Tuesdays. Okay. So it gets pretty busy there. Yeah. It was, that, was that an all-day thing or just the evening? It's all-day thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, all-day all thing. Day. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But yeah, so. All right. That's my final thought. Thanks, Bobby. On to JT. All right, guys. Well, my final thought is going to be on the breaking news that happened this morning in the soccer world, which was that apparently these two soccer teams, the Miami FC, of course, of the North American Soccer League, and Kingston Stockade FC, which is in the National Premier Soccer League, which is the fourth division, those two clubs have announced that they want to file a lawsuits with the Court of Arbitration for Sport that requires the U.S. Soccer Federation to adopt promotion and relegation across all of its divisions in U.S. soccer. Now, of course, this news broke this morning. It's big news in the soccer world, mainly because, as we know, Uncle Bobby, America, we don't have promotion and relegation like they do in England, Spain, all these other countries. And MLS excuses, well, we have all these people ponying up $150 million dollars they can't. We can't tell them you pay that much money to join our league, and then a couple years later, oh, you get relegated and you lose all that money. So, what they're trying to do is say, hey, look, we are in these lower leagues. We can't get investment and sponsorships and all these to invest in our teams unless you keep the pyramid open, to where everyone can get more sponsorships, more money to invest in the players and academies and that sort of thing to get them promoted to the big leagues. 
So basically, they just want an opportunity to get an MLS. But MLS is, you know, they're used to like the American model, the NFL, NBA. They want a close and where they control everything. So it's just something we're going to have to monitor and see. Now, it's a FIFA rule. FIFA states that your league has to have it. But USA and Australia are the only two members in FIFA that can obviously get away with this. So we'll just monitor and see how it goes. But who knows? Maybe by 2026, maybe we could have ProRel. We'll just have to wait and see. Hashtag ProRel USA. All right. Thanks, JT. And my final thoughts go out to Mike Fisher of the National Predators. Uh, thank you again for the career you had in Nashville and the career you had prior to coming to Nashville. 17 years, 1,088 games, 276 goals, 309 assists, all equaling up to 585 points in your career. What a fantastic career, ending with a 27 uh, plus or minus, so plus 27 on the ice. It's fantastic. Um, thanks for everything you did for the Nash- city of Nashville, and thanks for everything you did for our organization and hockey in general. Uh, we really appreciate it, and um, we hope you have a great retirement, and hopefully you get pulled to be a coach or something somewhere because you definitely deserve it. So thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. We appreciate it. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. You can find us on our website, outofboundspodcast.com. You can also email me, dylan at outofboundspodcast.com. JT is jt at outofboundspodcast.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at OOB Podcast, on our Facebook page, Out of Bounds with Dylan James. And make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a review as well. We will read the review on our podcast, so make sure you leave one of those. JT, what is your social media handle? You can follow me on Twitter at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me at JT at outofboundspodcast.com. You can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's JTTheSportsGuy.com. Bobby, what is your Twitter handle again? Okay, so it's life is a big scam. Uh, every first letter of each word is a capital. So life is a big scam. Uh, still trying to get used to the uh, Twitter uh, minimum or maximum amount you can type in. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it's hard to get used to. I'm real slow on that. So uh, I'm real slow on texting anyway and all that other stuff so i mean when i was in school uh typing class in fact i would type 40 words a minute but that was with single fingers oh so, uh, okay. so i tried to say okay. that on twitter or, or i'm texting and it's terrible because my fingers are so big and i'm trying to hit the letters and it's uh forget it you know and so. you don't have a flip phone anymore that's right uh i, I finally went back uh, i got upgraded. lucky news. Well, okay <laughs> so what happened was this is the lg tribute hd2 HD2. Okay. Virgin Mobile brand. Okay. Uh, Virgin Mobile now went to all iPhones, and you have to get only an iPhone, and it's 50 bucks a month, unlimited everything, but the first year's a dollar. Well, I refuse to do that because I want to buy an iPhone, okay? <laughs> and so basically, I like Apple, but I don't like an iPhone. So basically, what happened was my plan is $20 a month, and it was 300 minutes a month. With unlimited text and free Wi-Fi. Okay. So my first LG Tribute phone died after four years, which I guess is pretty good average for a phone. Yeah, it is. And uh, I didn't want to buy a new one because they were so expensive. So I went to the flip phone for 19 and texting was terrible, but it still worked. And then I finally got the uh, Tribute on sale and it was, uh, I said I would buy it if it was $29 or less because that's what my first one was. So what happened was they had it for like $79, you know, $69, but it still wasn't low enough. And I remembered I had these gift cards from Target because I'd bought, if you bought five or three tubes of Pro Enamel toothpaste, which is what I buy, oh, uh, you got a $5 gift card free. So I bought 12 tubes and I got $20 worth of gift cards. You bought 12 tubes I use it. of toothpaste? I use this. It's good for a year and a half at last. Well, 12 tubes of toothpaste? I'm going to use it. That's a lot of toothpaste. Well, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm set up for a year and a half. So, you know. There you anyway, go. so I got $20 worth of gift cards. So the phone went down to $49. So I used my $20 gift card. It's $29. So I got it. There you go. And so it worked out. But on my phone plan, it's 300 minutes, but they kept charging me voicemail, which they weren't supposed to. So one one month, they said, we messed up. We're going to give you 167 minutes extra. I said, okay, that's cool. I only use like 200 a month anyway. So my plan was 467. I thought it would go back to 300. Now it's down. To, I get a thousand minutes a month. I still don't use that many, but it's, it's great. So like, there you it's go. Not like my plan. So I'm good. 
So anyway, so I got my smartphone again. It's not very smart for me, but I, you know, <laughs> it works for texting, so I'm good. There you go. All right. At least you can text. That's, That's right. Fine. And it's not T9 word anymore. That's right. That's good. You can, there's a full keyboard and everything. That's right. Look at that. Yeah. That's great. And it's got spell check too, so which, which I really need. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.